Welcome to Chronicles Abroad presenting Global Grind, a four-part series where we discuss practical steps to get you started working abroad. So let's get to it with our guest host, Parshel Tashi. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Global Grind. This is episode two. I am Nubia. And I'm Francis. And we are sitting here chatting with Parshel about how to expand your business using video in 2020. In lesson one, we talked about the importance of video. And we talked about how we have this beautiful, vast thing called the internet and how we can utilize this to build our brand and our business. We also discussed a little bit about ads and we left off with a call to action with six important questions to ask yourself before you really start diving into creating a business, right? Like six questions to get you thinking about who you are, your niche, who is your audience, all of those great things. So in episode two or lesson two, as we like to call it, we're going to talk about breaking the fears of being on video. Cause I know that's one of my things. As much as I love to talk, I hate being on video. So let's talk a little bit about that. So Parshel, welcome back. Thank you. Excited to be back. (laughs) So breaking the fear. Some of us have the utmost fear of being on video. And it's not because we don't think we're cute enough or this, any other, but seriously, it's like talking into a camera with nobody there just feels stupid sometimes. I'm I'm just going to be honest. It's like, who the hell am I talking to? Where do I look? What should I say? And then you start, you know, overthinking. You start being really just like, I can't do this. Why am I doing this? So you you start to cripple yourself. So let's talk about jumping over those hurdles of being fearful on being on camera. Gotcha. One of the things that is so unique about today is if you do go into business for yourself, you are embarking on a journey of personal discovery like you've never known before. Because <laughs> you're going to learn so much about yourself. You're going to learn so much about other people. You're just going to experience a lot as you go forward for any business that you take. And now because of the landscape, it's like if, if you're not using video for your business right now, you really are holding yourself back and keeping yourself limited. But like I said, being in business is about a personal journey. And so a lot of the things that do come up about getting on camera that really make us nervous and become hurdles, those things I want to dive into with you guys. And for every barrier that we discuss, I also give at least two or three tips to how you can overcome it or how you can think differently about that challenge. So I'm excited to jump in with you guys on that because it is new territory, but it's uh, it's one that you can handle and will make you more confident at the end of the day, right? So that's what it's about. I'm really excited about this one because literally the other day I was Googling how to make videos when you're an introvert. <laughs> like legit, because it's very different for us who are always in our heads and who prefer to write to be on camera. So I'm excited about this segment. Right. And with you, Francis, you know, I brought this up before to Parshel, but we'll bring it up. Francis is a great motivator. Like, you know, I would say that she was my unofficial. <laughs> don't send me any invoices, but you know, I first- was just about to say, I got a long, there's a lot of unpaid bills within my community. <laughs> When I first moved abroad, we would talk a lot and she would share some insight and motivational, you know, things. And now she's doing her coaching thing. So she was my unofficial coach for a while. But one thing I noticed about Frances, this was, you know, a few years back, was her social media was all of these motivational, inspirational quotes. But you never seen Frances, right? So it was just like a page full of words. 
And I remember having a conversation with her and I was just like, if you want to connect with your audience, they want to see you. You know, people want to see. I didn't like taking video. I didn't like taking pictures, of it, first of all. Well, yeah. and that's exactly what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Is that we don't understand the importance of being in front of the camera. Sometimes we feel like the message isn't about us physical. It's about what we're saying. And it's a twofold thing because I was like, okay, yeah, we get the inspirational message. I hear what you're saying, but we want to hear you say it. We want to see your face. We want to. And so when you started incorporating that into your social media, you notice a different, you know what I mean? Audience, a different network, your network expanded. So I understand the importance of being in front of the video. Does that make it any easier? No. Sometimes you have to literally kick yourself in the ass and force yourself to create a video because it's a lot. So let's talk about those barriers. I don't know, were you, Francis, it was being an introvert. I'm not an introvert on any way, shape or form. But for me, it's about just, I, I, I just don't know what to say when the camera is like right there. I have to literally script shit out. I'd be having, <laughs> it's a whole production and that becomes exhausting to me. So Parshall, help us with that. Help. Yeah. I mean, you, you said the key word there, which is being exhausted at the end of it, right? So let me paint a little picture here about that because it does take more work to produce a video than it would to even take a picture, right? Versus taking a picture, writing up something, right? So we all have our, or even just audio. Audio is another way that we can consume content. But again, going back to your vision and why you're doing this and depending on how important that is to you will determine if video is part of that equation or not, right? Video is more difficult to produce than those other forms, but it is so much more impactful at the same time. So in other words, the time that you do put into video in that regard will come back to you always, because it just literally just takes a little bit more effort, you know, to actually get done than it would uh, making an article or recording audio. And so I always say that your message and your vision and why the why is what is so important with that. And so that kind of carries us through some of the hurdles that we'll talk about. The first hurdle that I think that holds so many of us up, right? The number one reason why we don't push for more video or we do more video is this one reason. Like, I, th- I think this is the top. We probably spend enough time here on, in and of itself. But you're essentially worried about what other people think. Preach. <laughs> no, seriously. It's people don't understand that we're, we're very vain in a lot of ways, especially what, because if you put it on your social media, you're vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. people get afraid of what people are going to say. Is there going to be enough likes? Did I, you know, am I looking my best or da da da, you know, whatever. I get it. Been there, still do it. (laughs) Yeah. Worrying about what other people are going to say or think or what have you really is one of the main drivers that, you know, keeps people back. But a couple things to remember, I guess, to combat that is, first of all, if somebody is watching, it means something. First off, the fact that somebody would take even five seconds to even see what you said or that you're doing, something just registered for that person. And whatever registered for them at the end of the day is good for you because now exposure just happened. Somebody became aware that you were top of mind even, even for a second, whereas maybe for them, maybe they're not at that place. Maybe they're not doing any videos at all and not capturing anyone's attention. The fact that you are putting something up that somebody else would watch, whether their response is good or bad, means that you have made some sort of an impression. Yes, that is true. We can 
be a testament to this, right, Francis? I think that in the first year of Chronicles Abroad, there was times when we were like, why are we doing this? But it was every time we received a message, whether it was in our DM, whether it was a comment, or whether it was in, on an email that said, hey, I just got through listening, and oh my gosh, this was impactful, or this happened to me. Those were the moments that we just was like, bump this. We, we got to continue, you know? We didn't realize that people were actually actually listening and then when when it right am i you know francis yeah, want to join in i have a thing about interrupting <laughs> people so i try i just wait till you finish your thought. but no but you're, you're correct and here's one of the things that i always think about when that you know little inner critic voice comes up and something that might be helpful for others you know brene brown she's somebody that i follow really well and she says that if they're not in the arena what they say really doesn't matter if they're not out there really putting that blood sweat and tears and doing the work and being vulnerable and showing showing up, I mean, they really can't say much. And think about that every time that you want to put a piece of content out there, that you're actually putting yourself out there. Whereas the person who is the troll, who's like getting under your skin, is not. So yeah, yeah. and the trolls and the, and the negative feedback that you might get, I want that. I want that too. Like you have to be in the place of, depending on where you want to go in your business, especially if you want to get in front of millions of people, <laughs> You're putting yourself at that much more um, vulnerability for people to say whatever they're going to say. One of my good friends uh, is Dominic Cruz. He's a UFC fighter in the MMA world. And he uh, he's had so many injuries. He's had like a number of like setbacks in his career, um, but he's won four titles. He's like killed it. He's like analyst on ESPN and does a number of things. And for him, his mindset towards, I guess you could say the haters or the people who are coming back with a negative outlook on, on, his, on what he's doing, he had to change his perspective on that. And he ended up saying and, and taking the thought, oh, oh, they're on a, a different level. You know, they're on a different place and they need me to show them that something is possible in their life because I'm going to do it. You know, he just changed that perspective. He says, oh, I get it. They're upset. I'll show them how to, you know, it yeah. did not stop him, right? I mean, it kind of comes with the territory, right? I oh, mean, of course. If, if you're really going to put yourself out there, it, it goes hand in hand a little bit. So you got to focus on the people who are really being impacted by your message and not the ones that aren't, because those are the people that matter. The ones who are listening, engaging and saying, thank you. Oh my God, like this really helped. And mm -hmm. oh, I can't believe this. Like that's where your focus needs to be. Well, yeah. I agree to disagree. I believe that the whole point of having the platform, all right? if you're going to have a business is to educate. So even if somebody is, you know, negative or whatever, hear what they're saying. You don't have to, I think it's not to take it personal, but do exactly what you said, Parshel, with your friend is you shift the perspective and you take that as an opportunity to teach or to educate. You get what I'm saying? Because most times people are ignorant because they're not knowledgeable. And in order for them to be knowledgeable, you need to teach. So not every situation is a situation where it's like, oh, I'm not even talking to this person. It's it's like, no, okay, I've gotten this feedback. Let me either address it, if, if it's worth addressing, to be able to educate those people that feel a certain kind of way. Because I think that most times we think that we're bringing something to the table and we shouldn't listen to what our audience is saying. No, you should damn well listen to what your audience is saying, positive or negative. Because a lot of times the negative
negative comments can be a learning experience for yourself or a teaching experience for yourself on what you can do better or differently to be able to have less negative feedback. You know what I mean? But some people believe that any publicity is good publicity, positive or negative, you know, and that's their strategy and that's fine. So depending on what your business is, you can definitely utilize critics or critiques and use those to educate. Every week, Chronicles Abroad brings you incredible stories of people who have moved their lives and careers to every corner of the globe. Now, our Global Grind series is taking you step by step through the process of creating an international life for yourself. So we're providing practical advice, resources, and call to actions to support you as you begin your international journey. Absolutely. And the last, because uh, there's three different points I was making there for that in terms of ways to combat that. So just to recap, one is that if they're watching, that's a good thing. <laughs> like, just take that as a win, because as we talked about in the last episode, there's so much content that's going online right now. So the fact that somebody would spend five minutes, that was earned. You know what I'm saying? Take that five seconds, take that feedback, and then, you know, take that and, and perceive that as something good, as something to grow on. Uh, the next thing is to welcome that feedback, like you guys are talking about. If somebody does leave uh, negative comments or whatever the case is, welcome that. Reply. Say, thank you for your input. Thanks for watching, right? If somebody watched an entirety of five minutes, they just spent five minutes with you. Like, that's, <laughs> you had their attention, you know we'll what I mean? Talk. Like, that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> And then uh, the last point to make to combat that is to be your biggest cheerleader. Because amongst you worrying about all that stuff, that's really a, 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 some sort of self-talk that's happening within yourself that's making you think that you're not good enough or worthy to be on there. You know, that you don't have anything to say. Self-limiting beliefs, right? Yeah, self-limiting beliefs. Like, be your cheerleader. Don't be your worst critic. You know, you're going to get that when you put it out there. So, or in some way, shape, <laughs> right. or form, right? Whether it's expressed or not, don't join in that because that's going to keep you back from actually producing the content in the first place. So, do the best. And it's a lot of personal work involved with that, too, because just in life, period, we can't walk around worrying about what other people think about us. Exactly. So, no, that's sure like, can. that's some life stuff right there. And if <laughs> that's you unnecessary your head, Yeah. And if you walk around with your head down or you, you're trying to say something to people and you're not really looking confident, you're just like, blah, blah, blah. Why would somebody be interested if you're not showing interest? right? You're supposed to be the motivator behind your own brand. You as a person are your brand. So if you're coming to the table lackadaisical and just like, oh, whatever, why would you think somebody would want to be serious about your brand if you're not yeah. being serious about it? Not, not unless you are a uh, lax person because there's, you know, there's content in, in a world of people like that who just enjoy the relaxed nature of someone's teaching about travel about whatever but it's you know that person anyway you, you get where I, I'm going I get what I'm saying there's all, <laughs> yeah, every person every personality is different yeah, there's an matters. audience for everybody there's an audience for everybody because if you connect on the emotional level with your audience you know what it's like to feel sad you know what it's like to be pissed off you know what it's like to experience love you know what it's like to be in joy you know even if you experienced it for 10 seconds you know what that feels like your and your path to experiencing that is different. That is your own. But you can talk and relate to somebody about being pissed off on something. You know, you can talk and relate on somebody about, so, you know, so that emotional side too is what really helps you to connect with those people. And the more you do that and connect with your own story, you won't have to be as caught up on worrying about what other people will say. Because what are they going to say? It's your story. It's your life. It's your transparency. thought. Transparency. You know what it's I mean? It's all about transparency. Yeah. If you share your story, you'll be surprised at how many 
people resonate with your story because yeah. you are not one you're one out of you know a billion two billion people but your your story is not that unique that another person has not experienced something similar so oh, yeah. it's about being transparent so let me ask you what about being camera shy like is that a yeah. thing yeah so that's the second big barrier of course that comes up is being camera shy and being nervous about being on camera being nervous and and how you start to feel that's actually a good thing. That's actually a good thing. Because imagine the other side, if you just didn't care, you're just like, well, you're about to be on camera. I don't really give a... That's different. But if you actually are just a little bit nervous or whatever, or a ton of bit of nervous, that's a good thing. That means that you know that something is exciting that's happening. Your body is taking that as you're you're just excited. It's not that you're about to mess up, that you don't know what you have to say, you, you know, you're incompetent. That's not what that nervousness means sometimes. It just means that even for a little bit that you're you're just excited and you're excited about what's happening and you can use that excitement see it that way and use that in your delivery use that excitement get your hands moving get you know like get some sort of like movement going so that way you can transfer that energy in different ways and i guarantee you that probably after the first maybe 5 to 10 seconds of getting going you kind of get into a groove, you get more comfortable. The energy is kind of translated into something that you just feel like, all right, I'm in this now. I ain't no turning back. Let's see what this going to be about. <laughs> you just go forward. Like, you know, as for, as for me, like my son and my sister can attest to this because I'll be like, I'm about to make a video, guys. OK, so I have them hush up and everything. But I'm there for at least an I must have done like 10 takes. And even when I do get on the camera, I still kind of mess up a little bit. But I think that makes you relatable. It makes you human. But like it takes me a long time to do one freaking video and I'm exhausted. <laughs> but you know, but like you said, though, after you do it a couple of times, you do a couple of takes, you feel a bit more confident. Right. Well, once right. it's done, it's done. You're like, it's out there. What can you do? Once you hit post, update, upload, whatever, it's done. And it's funny that you say that, Francis, because one of our mutual friends just posted a video the other day on her stories, her IG story. And she literally used exactly what you said, Parshel. And she was just like, hey guys, I have been so overthinking about this video. I've done it 50 million times. <laughs> and you know what? I just said, bump it. Here it is. Basically just being transparent and honest with the audience to say, hey, I could do this over and over and over again and not like any of the takes. But at this point, I just need to tell you guys some great news. <laughs> and, and this is what it is, you know? And it was yeah. real. It was relatable. It made you just want to give her a hug and be like, high five, because she was very much like, yo, I just spent an hour trying to do this. And I'm just like, forget it. This is this is going to be what it is. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And that was the final moment. You right. Know? And, and as, as you're doing whatever you're doing on camera, it does not have to be a hundred percent perfect. Even in this conversation I'm having with you guys, like, like I'm saying, like I'm saying, you know, however it is that I communicate and not to say that it can't improve, but just focus on your message and what you're trying to say. Because really, at the end of the day, what you're trying to translate is your energy. You're trying to translate that passion that you have. So if you focus not so much on the words of what you're saying, I mean, they are important, but let the core of, of that energy and the excitement that you feel be about, you know, let, let that be what you're trying to get someone else to feel. How can I get them to feel what I feel right now? That yeah. is like the number one goal is to just translate that emotion. So let me ask you, like, how do you get past the idea like thousands of people might take a look at that video as you record? You know, how do you move past that fixation, I guess? Skip the fluff and the shallow advice. Global Grind provides you with actionable steps so you can start grinding towards your dream of working abroad. The best way, I think, to move forward with that is just to kind of just always go, re go, go back and reconnect to your vision. <laughs> 
go back and reconnect to, you know, if I'm trying to accomplish X, Y, or Z in my business, it is important that I have this many people watching. And the more people that know me, the more people that like me, they don't know, like, this will all happen for me. Mm-hmm. So really diving into like, what is it that you want? And what are you willing to do to make it happen? And yeah, it's just those things that trip you up. If you're tripped up on worrying about what other people think, if you're tripped up on, I didn't do everything perfect. Like I said, um, a couple times, right. Or I had to start my sentence over. Like if you do all that, then by the time you go to actually publish that, you're not even proud of it. You're not even like in a space where that could really be received in the way you want. Because even when you go to hit publish, how do you feel? Again, if you're nervous, that's okay. That just means you're excited. That means that you're stepping into something new for yourself, which is what you want. Do you want the same? Do you want yeah. to keep, you know, being in the same routine and, and things just being the same in your business? Or do you want it to change? If you want it to change and you go to hit publish, right, on that video, it's new territory. But that's that's the kind of action that moves us forward in literally everything in our lives, right? You're going to hit something that's new that you've not experienced before. How, how are you going to know what it's going to feel like? Exactly. Because hitting publish is a small accomplishment. And I think that we all need to learn how to pat ourselves on the back for the small accomplishments. So the other day I met up with some girlfriends and we basically cooked together and cooked. One of the things we did around the table is ask each other, what did you accomplish today that you're proud of? You know, what was one of your small accomplishments that you, you did today? And we congratulated each other on small accomplishments. So hitting publish to me means that you have something to go back and look at to say, okay, I know what I can do better next time. Yep. You know, you just keep it going. Yeah, exactly. Use it, utilize it as a, a learning curve. We all have, Francis is good for pointing out my mistakes and fillers. Cause I say stuff like the funny thing is, <laughs> and she's know. like, what the hell is funny Nubia? Nothing's funny. And I'm just like, Oh my bad. You know what I mean? Like I it know practice. it does. Yeah. Good. You did good today. I haven't really heard it. I don't think. Oh, I'm proud so of now, you. thank you. I'm I'm proud proud of you. you pointed it out enough that now I'm recognizing <laughs> it, but there's also Things like Toastmasters that I could be a part of to learn how to speak better. We're podcasters. Our job is to speak, but we're not the best speakers yet. We're learning every single episode. We're learning every single record how to maybe not say um as much or not to say like as much. Then when you stop saying those things, guess what? You end up doing it with a different term or different. So it continues. You just got to be able to catch it. And I'm glad you brought up Toastmasters. That was one of the things that I was going to mention about, you you know, as a tool, as a resource that can help you with your delivery, you know, getting your, your thoughts out in, a, in an organized fashion that can be understood, right? Just boosting up your communication skills. That's a huge, huge um, tool that can be utilized. In fact, I'm going to jump back into another one pretty soon here, probably by probably by the end of this quarter, I'll be in a, a Toastmasters because I want to get better at communicating and communicating my thoughts because you do have a vision for your business, for your life. You have to be able to communicate because other people have to join you in that vision some way, somehow, whether they're a client, whether they're a partner, you know, a sponsor, whatever the case is, you need to be able to communicate your value, right? And your vision very, very clearly. So there's no mistakes and you actually get people excited, you know, get them compelled to want to join you in your vision. Well, let's go back. Can you tell our audience, because I just kind of blurted it out, what is Toastmasters? Oh, sure. Toastmasters is... Basically, it's a it's an, a small networking group, and they have chapters all over. Um, but the whole point of it is, it's a, a structured meeting where everyone has the opportunity to practice some sort of speaking in front of the group. The group also gives you feedback, and they also uh, give you different activities and different 
how would I say, uh, challenges, if you will, that you can utilize every single time you guys meet. So eventually your speaking skills and your ability to communicate uh, gets better and better. They even have a little bit impromptu as well. If you, another thing that I've recommended I have not done yet that I want to do is improv. Oh my God. So if you jump into some improv classes or workshops, like that's a huge way too, just to build up your confidence, to build up just being able to think like quickly on the, you know, and still be able to communicate and be yourself. I'll attest to improv. I did improv when I was in DC and it literally changed my life. Yes to improv. It's scary because, but you find that in improv, the group that you join are just like you, exactly like you, scared a little bit and everything else. And people feel funny about acting. They make you do some really dangerous stuff. Dangerous in the sense of like embarrassing, but you do it and you feel better about it. And I'm actually joining Toastmasters next week, so I'm excited about that. So because I ramble, oh, I ramble awesome. a lot, trying not to ramble. I hear yes. you. We, 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 all, you we all can improve in our communication for sure. The thing about it also, let's be clear, Toastmasters is free. So let's let our audience know that Toastmasters is a free resource. It's, it's not, free in Mexico City. Oh, yeah, it's not free I, here. I mean, you can go oh. a couple of times, but in order to participate fully, you need to pay. It's not expensive, well, but yeah. To start off, to start off, you can join one or two meetings, which is also extremely, you know, helpful to know whether or not. And on top of that, it's international. So let me just put that out there. I am in Mexico currently, and they do have Toastmasters in Mexico City. I need to check to see if they have Toastmasters here in Playa. But my point is that Toastmasters is a great resource for many all over the world. And there may or may not be a chapter in your country. And if there isn't, you have maybe the potential to create one. Absolutely. And uh, a couple of the things that I mentioned really quick, I don't want to forget about the camera shyness and getting over that nervousness. I mean, Toastmasters, like you said, is a huge and amazing tool for that. One that I've used, I learned this from a TED talk where the woman talked about how Basically, however your body is positioned and how your, you know, what your stance and your posture is really has a lot of emphasis and and will carry into your delivery. So one of the things that she recommend, and I've done this even before heading to a meeting, which was to actually do a Superman pose, right? So you got your chest out, you got your chest out, hands on the hips, (laughs) and you just, you just stand there. You just, you just stand there. You breathe and you allow that just literally just being in that stance does something to you, right? And you start to feel it's a little, even if it's a little bit of confidence, that's all you need sometimes. So I remember literally before going up to, you know, it was like the 52nd floor of some building somewhere and I had this meeting to go to and I was in the elevator and I was luckily by myself and I sat the whole way up. <laughs> like Superman going up the elevator. It makes a difference, Uh, yeah. And it made a difference. And I got in there and I was like, bam, let's go. Our mission is to see you win. We make sure you have every single resource you need to cut through the clutter and make things happen. So doing the Superman pose is huge. And then also I always recommend to breathe, right? A lot of times when we get nervous, you know, you're actually constricting your air supply because you're breathing shorter than you than you should. And so when you're feeling that nervousness and you're feeling, you know, that excitement, I should say, taking a, a few deep breaths as well. There's also box breathing, which helps to kind of like bring your nervousness down too, if you're like super duper nervous. But you breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, let it go for four seconds, and then hold it again. And you can continue that box breathing and it really helps you to just regain your focus and to get your, you know, just to calm down, right? So do that in life too, not just before you get on camera, but just just breathe, you know, like taking this. Also, this just air. jumping up and down too, jumping up and down. Oh yeah, I've heard that works for a lot of yeah. folks who are getting ready. To I don't want to jump up and do down. Speeches and stuff. <laughs> I, just, you I mean, know, I was gonna say something. The older you get, <laughs> jumping up and down or just does it. 
Yeah. Is it the knees? <laughs> a, A. <laughs> but no, seriously, breathing, you know, the funny thing about it, ah, I almost said it. I almost said it. <laughs> Breathing is essential in life. And we all think, well, I'm breathing because I'm alive. No, breathing properly is essential with helping to combat anxiety, nervousness, all of those things. So taking a deep breath, exhaling helps calm the muscles because in full transparency, growing up, I stuttered. I stuttered horribly. I went to speech therapy and all of that stuff. And all that is, is that I had a constriction going on because I was so nervous to say the words that my vocal cords or whatever happens wasn't allowing me to get the words out. Now, here I am on audio, heard all over the world. And it's like, all I do is take a deep breath. When I start getting too excited, I start tripping up on my words again. And I realized that more and more as time went on, you just have to relax. And relaxation takes deep breaths. So now we have some resources, right? We talked about Toastmasters and how that can help sharpen your skills with speaking and being more vulnerable with your words. Improv works with being vulnerable outwardly for video content and things like that. Now, improv, I have no experience with. This is what comedians use, correct? When they want to kind of break into the business. Can you guys give us a little background on what improv may be or what it means? Yeah, I mean, it, you don't have to be a comedian, but yeah, sometimes comedians do it in a way to think really quickly on your feet. And also, it's a great way to use your imagination. It's a great way to storytell. You know, I think that's really important when it comes to bringing out your message in your business and also just to have fun and loosen up. Well, what is it? I think, I think that's what I'm trying to Improv is basically, they have a bunch of icebreakers and exercises that you do. So for example, one of my favorite ones, and it's, it's really ridiculous, but one of my favorite ones is that you, <laughs> the rock, paper, scissors game amplified. So essentially you have a bunch of people in the room, they do rock, paper, scissors, and whoever loses goes in the back and they gotta like really just, and this is like, you don't tone anything down. So you basically have to like scream and shout and say, go, go, go. So each time you lose, somebody's on their back. So next thing you know, you have a whole room filled of these adults screaming and shouting like, go, go. So it's like, it's not a place where you go and you, you're timid. I mean, you can start off that way, but eventually they're gonna encourage you and gently, and if you're, at some point, you're going to be the only one not being timid and everyone in the house is just kind of going crazy. So it's, it's drama class. If you think of drama class, it's really what it is, but amplified. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of give that little background because when I think improv, I think of unscripted like scenes, right? Like they put you on a stage and they go, okay, act like blah, blah, blah. So it's like what actors use, comedians use. That's some of it, yeah. Okay. That's some of it. All yeah. right. So I just wanted to kind of give our audience the, that what improv is. So we have Toastmasters, improv, breathing. Um, Prasha, you brought up the box breathing. Breathe in deeply four seconds, breathe out or hold for four seconds, then exhale four seconds and continue that cycle until you feel like you're in a more relaxed stance. We talked about posture, you know, the Superman posture, shoulders back, chest out, head up, right? They say that all the time, you know, put your head up, you know, that's some real shit. Like put your head up, you know, mm. that brings a lot of confidence. Any other resources that you guys think would help with an audience, our audience being less camera shy or more confident in creating and being in front of the camera? Sometimes the nervousness can also come to play if you're just not prepared. So just taking a little bit of time to prepare what your thoughts are that you want to share is best. Um, you don't necessarily have to memorize what you have to say either. I try to give 
people a little bit of liberty because I've filmed with a number of people who get on camera and they're just like, yep, I got my whole thing memorized. And I'm like, unless you are, if you've done the Toastmasters and you're really good at improv and you can step into that and just still be yourself while memorizing word for word what you wrote, that's a skill, right? A lot of people have that, but not everybody does, but that shouldn't hinder you from getting on camera still to share your message. So some preparation can also make you less nervous, right? If you know your points, you know what you want to say, and you have a clear intention behind it as well, usually that alleviates that nervousness. So those are the things that I I wanted to share about uh, getting over your camera shyness in that regard. I would also suggest one more Mm -hmm. thing, just um, which has helped me, is just imagine you're just talking to that one person. Don't think about anyone else. That's powerful. And that might help. So not not imagining that you're talking to a naked person. <laughs> I mean, you could do that. <laughs> if that brings a little smile to you. Yeah, because some people say that, right? Imagine that you're talking to a room full of naked people or one person in a room. And I think that's important too. I never was able to do that particular one because it's kind of like you still, for whatever reason, your mind is consistently running, 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 and overthinking is a thing. Uh, What is it? Analysis paralysis. It can keep you from executing. Sometimes you just got to get to a point where you got to kind of laugh at yourself and just be like, you know what? This is what you wanted to do. Do it, you know, and kind of just push yourself over the ledge to make it happen. But I think all of these resources are great and they're going to work for different people in different ways or a combination of them are going to work. So moving on with the lesson, I see here in this outline, you have not enough ideas. What kind of things does that mean not enough ideas can you give us a little background of what that looks like yeah a lot of people are just not always sure what's going to be the the best video concept or idea that's going to make the difference for what i want to share right this week today for the month whatever a lot of people struggle with that and that keeps them back too they're just like i just don't i'm not sure what to talk about i'm not sure if it's going to matter one of the easiest places to start with um, when it comes to getting over that is to think about the questions that you get asked frequently. I would suggest that throughout your week, you know, as you're having conversations with your prospects, with people online, whatever, you know, whoever it might be and wherever that might be, to actually document the questions that they're asking you. And if you notice that maybe three people asked me the same question in the last month, that's a topic of interest that people want to know about. And they're asking you, and I'm pretty sure that when they asked you, gave them some response that helped them. So utilize that as a starting platform, if you will, for the type of ideas and content that you can come up with and share. I always recommend starting with with that. Sometimes, too, I think when especially when it comes to getting people to know us and to like us more, that's really connected with like who you are and showing more of that. So if you consider your story, consider different aspects, right? Moments when you felt, again, emotion, like when in your business did you ever feel disappointed, right? Taking that story, you can talk about that story and you can connect it to a call to action that they can take, right? To do something similar that you took uh, to alleviate that issue of being disappointed. Or this is why I delve so much in the video because of this and that, and now I want to help you. So finding different places in your story that are unique and specific to you are also good ideas. Yeah. Right. And people like the rags to riches story too. You know what I mean? Like really sharing the journey and not just the outcome. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot more people doing that. And it goes right back to the same word. I think the same word, transparency. You know, it's like, that's great that you guys see where we are now. But do you know what it took for us to get here? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of one of those things where you have to be able to share the entire journey, good, bad, and indifferent to let people understand that not everything's an overnight success. It took work. There were times when doors were shut. There were times when you were rejected or, you know, the negative feedback came or you felt a certain kind of way about, you know, not wanting to move forward. And this is what happened that allowed you to want to move forward. So I think that's, that's crazy important. Also, there are no, sometimes there aren't any new ideas. So I think it's okay to repurpose some stuff and just put your own spin and your own personality on it. Because there's a lot of stuff, for example, on video marketing. However, it's going to be in Parshall's voice and Parshall's lens. But what stuff can you find on, out there in your own industry, in your niche, that you can semi-repurpose and maybe do a counter-argument or use a contrarian point of view or something like that? So use the ideas that are already out there. And especially if it's a low barrier to entry for you, you know, if you're like really stuck and like, oh my God, I got to get this new idea, start repurposing. And then that's going to also spark more ideas. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. We thank you for your support. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Now back to the show. Absolutely. And talk to your audience. I tell people all the time, talk to your audience, engage them in conversation, ask them what is it that they want. Ask them if the content that you're giving is helpful. Be completely and utterly engaged with your audience. Again, you can give all of the information in the world. After a while, people are just hearing you talk. They're not really feeling connected to you in any way, shape, or form. So being able to do more video or even live, right? Lives are really good. And the great thing I do see about lives is that when I log into a live, sometimes there might be only one or two. I might be the first person logged in. But the person who's doing the live, if you're just sitting there waiting for an X amount of number of people to get on the live, forget about it. You're going to lose me immediately. But if you're already talking and you're getting engaged, I might stay on a, a little bit longer. And by the time the live is over, I notice that X amount of people joined in. Don't worry about how many people, but just get your content out there. Just continue to engage with your audience and talk and be your best because you are your your brand. Absolutely. Another thing that I like to do is to uh, just imagine, right? Go into my imagination. And I often challenge people with this too, which is to imagine that you had a channel on, I don't know, DirecTV, Cox, whatever cable you have. And that, that channel was Chronicle Abroad, you know, or whatever the, your business name is, right? This channel, just like the Oprah network, any other network, plays content 24-7 to an audience. So what are some of the things that you would produce? What were some of the things that you would talk about? You have unlimited, you know, opportunity there, right? Just to play around with ideas and what you can share. Because I will give this key to people now, which is really changing the way I look at my own company and, and who I'm working with, is that now, because of the demand that's happening with attention, online video, we have to now think of ourselves as the media, as our own media. And you work like a media company to market your company. It's not so much about, you know, it is like marketing is still attached for sure, but doing it like, like the media does is the strategy and the tactic that's worked. If you're able to just be creative in, in some of the things, like if you had your own show, if Oprah came and said, hey, I want to do a show on Chronicles Abroad, whatever idea you guys want to do, what would you say? Like what, what ideas would come up, right? It's, it's also the Ooh, opportunity. Let's manifest to, that. 
it's also the opportunity to play around, right? Be be a little bit playful in terms of what you can do and to play around with that sky is the limit sort of mentality because there might be a chance that pie in the sky idea that you have, you could do some iteration of it now with your phone. You could do some iteration of that with interviews or whatever kind of content you can put out. So think big and then scale it back, you know, to just to play around with that sort of mindset of like, if I had unlimited budget, money was not an object, I could literally produce whatever I wanted to engage people about the stuff that I care about. What kind of stuff would that be? You know, you said a a keyword mindset, mindset. A lot of times we are our worst critic. We are the barrier. We are the hurdle. And it's because we're in a mindset that we're not good enough that, you know, we have to have X amount of followers before we can do X, Y, and Z. We have to have X amount of money before we can do X, Y, and Z. And instead of you being your biggest cheerleader and you having faith and belief in yourself, then you become on the sidelines. You're not a part of the main game because you're just sitting back thinking about all of the things you need or should be doing first before you can do X, Y, and Z. You know, I think that's the biggest hurdle a lot of times is ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And and really, that's why I'm glad we're going through these hurdles, because really a lot of these hurdles are coming from us, <laughs> not from anybody else or some outside force. It's really from us that is kind of driving this narrative that says, that's too hard. I'm not good enough, you know, whatever the conversation that might be going on in your head. And you brought up one of the other biggest barriers that come to mind when it comes to video. So I've, I don't know how many projects we've produced um, with different companies, but there's always one question that I always get when it comes to video. If somebody wants for my company to come and produce video with them. And that question is always around money. How much is this going to cost, right? And a lot of times when it comes to video, depending on where you are in your business, that can also be a hurdle within itself because it's like, how are we going to pay for this? Like, where, where we, what are we going to do to get started? The good news about it is that if you do get started with what you have available now, which is a lot more than you think, <laughs> if you get started with that and again, with that mentality of, OK, for every dollar I spend, my objective is to make three, then you will have money to keep reinvesting in to making that production better. You know, so if money is in the way, use what you got now to get some more money. And then set aside some of that money to pour back into maybe some of the equipment that you wish you had. Or if you can get that one editor to help you right, push more stuff out or actual videographer or video production team. Like to me, it doesn't matter what scale you're at or what budget you do have. Everybody has the ability to make a difference. And the most impactful content that I've seen online nowadays, especially from advertising, is done with somebody's phone. Like the person is just you know, got the phone out in front of them mm-hmm. and they record themselves and they, they deliver that energy. They transfer the excitement that they're feeling and then you feel it. And then you're like, huh, I do need that. He's right. Let me go check it out. You know, and you start the process to where you're building a relationship with that person. Exactly. Right. And that that's is what's key. most important. Confidence is everything in this game when it comes to video. That's it. If you're showing up on camera and you are not confident about what you're saying and you're not transferring any passion for real because you're caught up in whatever else, you're limiting right what's going to happen because it's not about all these things. It's just about how you show up 
Yeah. And a closed mouth don't get fed, right? So I'm glad that you brought that up about, you know, just that confidence and being able to build relationships based off that confidence. One of the things that I tell people all the time is utilize your network. You have some amazing people, hopefully you have some amazing people in your network that have resources that maybe you don't have access to. But until you open your mouth and say, hey, I need help. Can you help me? Parshel was a huge help to Francis and I in Thailand. You had camera equipment. We didn't. You know, every picture I've ever taken has been with my cell phone. I said, Parshel, would you mind taking some pictures of spending an afternoon with Francis and I and just take pictures. Now those pictures we use for our promos. We use for a lot of things because we didn't have access to professional camera equipment. That was a huge help, you know, and you didn't ask for any money. You didn't ask for anything, but it was also a situation where it's like just being able to talk and ask. People are so afraid to say what their needs are. And I am a testament, a true testament to being able, I will say, I don't have, I need, can anybody help me? I don't mind. And most times, nine times out of 10, I receive people in my network who are willing to just help because they want to see me succeed, you know? And it's amazing to have those kind of people in your network. You don't know who's in your network until you start opening your mouth and saying, hey, can anybody help? And it's okay to say that you need help. I think that's important to also recognize. I think what I'm hearing throughout everything is like, number one, just do it and do it messy because it's going to be messy in the beginning and be okay with that because it's all part of the process and it's part of the journey. And there are lots of resources out there to help make you feel a bit more comfortable, to give you a little bit of a jump start. And like when you said, use your network. There's nothing holding you back except you. I mean, it's all out there for you. That's it. It's here. Yeah. It's been here. Wait exactly. for it. I mean, I, I challenge I challenge anybody listening to just go, even if it's like a short Instagram story, right? With you on there, do a quick video and just answer answer a question. And I'll give you the question. Here's the question. What are you grateful for? Like something simple as that. I'm telling you, it's about relationship, right? The more people get to know you and the things that are going on in your world, it's like the more that they'll, you know, that connection will be there. And who knows? They might be reminded, oh, yeah, I need to, you know, who knows what might, might be going on in their world. I mean, attention is like, like we've already talked about, attention spans are like diminishing by the day, I feel like. And the more that you can connect with people when they are able to listen. I mean, it's just, it, it's so powerful and you never know where people are. Like, I think at one point I put out a video that literally had nothing to do about video production. I just was sharing something about, you know, gratitude or something different like that. And because people know what I do, they would reach out or, you know, somebody would come across, oh, this is so positive. What do you do? You never know what can come about just by you showing up. So think about you showing up on camera. You just showed up in the room. And people are there to meet with you and connect with you. That's what we're all here for, right? It's a connection. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I also say, like, sometimes you don't think somebody's watching, but people are watching. They really all are. Right. And sometimes it takes them a little while to, like, reach out and say something. But trust and believe people are watching because I've got people in my DM and I'm just like, oh, like, you paid attention to that? <laughs> that was, like, a while ago, you know? So people are watching. We're going to start wrapping up lesson two. What we got from this was breaking the fears on being on video and on camera. We are our biggest hurdle, period. Okay. Stop worrying about the perception that others have of you. Taking a moment to break the camera shyness or nervousness or anxiety around being vulnerable or being in front of the camera by just 
breathing. We gave you a couple of techniques to go through that. We talked a little bit about money. It doesn't matter your budget. Start with where you are. Cell phones are so remarkable now these days, and you can utilize your cell phone or reach out to your network and saying, hey, I have a project that I would like to do. Would anybody be willing to help? So now let's start grinding, okay? Let's leave you guys with a call of action. So Parshel, let's get to this part of the lesson where you give our audience the question. I think you already gave us the question, which was, what was the last question? I just lost it. She said something about like, just start with one question. What do, what are you what, what are you grateful for? Maybe yes. What are you grateful yeah. for? And gratitude, let's just put this out here. Gratitude does not end in a but, you know? So I hear a lot of people, I'm thankful for this, but I would want more than, <laughs> if you got a but, you're not grateful. Grateful is what it is, right? So what are you grateful for? Is that the question for the start grinding or is that just something for them to keep in their minds? What would be the call of action for this lesson? Uh, the call to action for this lesson, I mean, for sure, when it comes to asking or answering that question, what are you grateful for today? Do that every morning. Like, don't <laughs> don't just do this uh, for this challenge or for this call to action, but um, literally keep that going. That's just my little side note. But um, yeah, the challenge, the, the call to action for those who are serious and they know that what is being said here, that this is speaking to you and that you, you just need to jump in, right? You're feeling it. I encourage you, just take out your phone as soon as you're done listening to this episode. Go on your phone. <laughs> I don't care if it's Instagram uh, or, or even just a video on the camera, right? Just do a video and publish it and share it. I guarantee you and I will bet that the response that you get back is not what you think in your head about yourself. It's just not going to be. I'm pumped. Do it. It can be 15 seconds, 30 seconds, and you can be prompted with this question, right? What are you grateful for? People, you know, just do that. Just start there. <laughs> start there if you're not sure. It's really that simple. It's really, really that simple. And I don't know if you guys have a hashtag or something like that, but I want to, for anybody who does take this challenge on, uh, I want to hear what you're grateful about um, because it might start some more gratitude in me, right? As well as in the other people that would hear it. So be hashtag yeah, GG, start grinding. But we haven't thought about that, but that's a great way of tracking it, right? The challenge is for us to get off of this video. I was actually thinking about doing it like right now, but I have a bunch of shit on my counter. So see, I'm starting to think too hard, right? I'm like, ah, I want to clean. You know how I want to clean the counter off. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult because <laughs> it's like for everything that you're like, okay, I'm going to do this now. This needs to be done. This is important. The next thing that's going to come up is all the considerations, all the reasons why you cannot, right? especially if you're trying to push yourself to do something different and to kind of shake things up, you're going to hit that resistance. So prepare for it. I'm telling you now, first thing you're going to think is like, oh, my, my phone ain't really charged, you know, like, oh, I, I got to text somebody or, you know what, I'll do this after lunch, you know what I mean? Or, I'll, you know, like all these considerations come up and, I'm, and I've, I've been studying and I'm trying to get better at this with productivity is that you just ignore all those thoughts that come up. You know, it takes some kind of control, but you have to like ignore all that stuff say effort and just just do it do. Yeah. you know because that those considerations the bigger those lists become the further you get away from just that one thing mm -hmm. and all you got to do is take one step in the direction of doing it for some people it might be just picking up the phone and getting the video turned on that's step one you've gone that far keep going now you're going to hit record <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. just take, it's one step at a time yeah smile be yourself just 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 put it out there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you are so right, Parshel. So the call of action, A, every day, wake up with a thought of gratitude. Let's start there. And B would be to just 
create something. I don't care if the video is, hey, IGers or hey Facebook or hey whatever platform you're on just wanted to check in with you guys say have a blessed day happy Friday happy whatever just do it it could be five ten seconds but just do something so that way you're pushing you're propelling yourself right by pushing yourself to do something that's uncomfortable and outside yep. your comfort zone guys let's do this yeah exactly on, on the other side of that is this phrase and I think we all say it once you get on the other side of doing whatever it is that you're afraid to do, you're like, huh, they want that bad. Yeah. Life, Life is on the other side of fear. It's not that bad. Nope. No it's excuses, not. you guys. Go for it. Do it any way that I can help and support you. That's what I'm here for. Love it. Love it. Love it. So we have two more lessons coming up for you guys. The next lesson, we're going to discuss keys to successful video content. Thank you, Parshel. Thank you so much, Parshel, for this part two, lesson two of Global Grind. Thank you for tuning into the Global Grind series. As you know, this series is really short. It's four episodes. Catch us here on Tuesdays as we give you practical advice so you can begin your international career. And don't miss our regular Chronicles Abroad episodes every Wednesday to listen to real people living that international life. And be sure to catch Monday Message to get inspired. Make sure you also follow us on Twitter at Chronicle Abroad and Instagram at Chronicles underscore abroad. Be sure to email us at info at chroniclesabroad.com. In the meantime, stop daydreaming and start grinding. Music by Almighty K-Rock.